0: It's the shadow work. Yeah. And we we're aware of that, but still sometimes we're like, no, the dark is bad. I'm like, you know, the dark is where creation happens. It's what we hold in the dark. And so this is why sometimes we justify not needing to go there, meaning not needing to look at maybe somebody who's negative in our life. Yeah. If they're, if you're in harm's way, remove yourself, but, but go back in your mind and observe it, observe what that is reflecting about you. You know, why you're calling this in? Is that something dark within you? Are you not, you know, um, you want to love yourself this way, but are you not, are they reflecting something that you're not giving to yourself as well?
1: Welcome to today's episode of Unleash Thyself. I am your host, Konstantin Morun, and with me today, I have Janine Kim. Janine is a former IPO trader turned healer, intuitive, and passionate truth seeker that has been living her dream for the past 23 years. Prepare yourself for an unforgettable conversation that's sure to leave a lasting impression. Welcome back to Unleash Thyself, the podcast that inspires and empowers you to unleash your full potential. I am thrilled to welcome Janine Kim to the show. Janine, we can't wait to hear more about the experience and insights that have led you to where you are today and your Unleash moment, the moment you knew you are on your own path to becoming the best version of yourself. Janine, it's a pleasure.
0: Thank you, Constantine. I love being here with you today. Thank you for having me.
1: You're very welcome, and thank you for joining us. So tell us where your journey started.
0: Oh, my goodness. Um, Well, the exact moment where I left... um, you know, where I've been uh, with chasing that American dream was back in 2000, roughly. But it was all brewing before then. That was the main turning point, though. And and I haven't looked back since I've been living my dream and doing what I wanted to do really fully for the past 23 years. Yeah, but I've I've kind of been oriented this to my whole life, lost my way a bit. But, um, but here I am today as a healer and intuitive and astrologer working with people all over the world. And I love it.
1: That's awesome. Okay. So let's, uh, let's then go back. I would say, let's go before 2000. How did your journey start? Were you the type of kid like myself growing up and questioning why things are a certain way, or if there's more to life, or did you have a normal childhood? And then these things came to you a bit later in life.
0: I've kind of been this way my whole life. I was one of those kids that. I was in astronomy class, like the actual after class, after mm-hmm. school that you choose to be in. And my friends are, you know, out bike riding. And here I am, kind of me and just a couple other people looking at the stars. And I would always even like get little horoscopes. I'd look at the back of the newspaper or in my magazines. And and I was always very spiritual as well. I was raised Catholic. I grew up in Chicago on the South Side. And the, the Catholic faith is very important to my family. And I still love so many aspects around what that brought me, you know, to in my life personally, and then how I share that now. I've kind of grown beyond that. But when I was in it, I loved it. It was really a great focal point for me. But unlike a lot of the kids, I kind of had my own rhythm. Like I always wanted to watch like the Easter special where, you know, the crucifixion of Jesus, like moving up to that when I was a young girl, like I was drawn to this and my family really wasn't overly uh scripted on their religion this was something that i did unto myself so i always had like an internal dialogue with god source spirit something beyond but i've always been really curious too where that comes from it's just kind of in me and so throughout my whole life i've i've explored the spiritual the astrological And I've always loved to care and be in alignment with really healthy qualities in life. I mean, I fell out, trust me, I've had my fun time in the 20s and I smoked and I partied and I did all that stuff. But I always would come back to self-care. And now that is truly the foundation that I that I've built my whole life upon.
1: Well, thank you for sharing that, Janine. It sounds like you've had a really fun time growing up, right? Being being different and also exploring. Things that you were interested in and you had the opportunity to do so now let 's move into the year two thousand you said there was a big transformational year for you. What happened around the time frame
0: right well, coming up to that point, I had been in the financial industry for a good <laughs> ten years and I had moved out fairly young i i the childhood was great I had my own internal stuff going on, but I also had kind of a it was a tricky childhood. It was it was a little rough. So, I moved out fairly young, about 17 years old, and I just started working to survive, right? I had nothing when I moved out. Mm-hmm. And I fell into work in Chicago in the financial industry. And so I found that I was really good with numbers, and it was the only way that I could really sustain myself. So, Worked as an assistant, a broker's assistant. I worked my way up. I received my Series Seven, Series Sixty Three. I don't even know if they have that anymore. <laughs> if you have to take those tests, they're pretty pretty rigorous tests. And and then I stayed in the financial industry for a good ten years, but it wasn't. I was good at it, and I was able to make money, but I wasn't on the side. I'm reading like you know Shirley MacLaine books and Gary Zukav and Andrew Weil, like all these spiritual and holistically inclined people. That was my personal journey. And over that course of time, the inside became so big that it, it kind of burst forth through the outside. And then also in my work, what I started to notice was that every turn I made, it was, I was great in my work. I would train all these people, but then they do away with my job. And they'd replace me with my assistant, or you know it wasn't working for me the the environment was really toxic like i couldn't I could no longer sustain that type of external life when the internal one was becoming so true. so two thousand hits, and I like that's it i it's it's done, it's over for me. I knew at that moment that I was gonna move on, and I planned a trip to China to study in China traditional Chinese medicine, tui Na. And I did that. And in that time, I also had lost my job for the final time. And then that was it. I just, I never looked back. I went wow, straight into the work. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a transformation journey right there, right? And yeah. so you went to China. You said, okay, it's time for me to do things that I want to be doing versus that I need to be doing. How scary was it in that moment for you to say, you know what, I'm, I'm done. I lost this job. I'm not going to look for more in the financial industry. I want to do something else. Was the tough decision, or did you know that it was time for the change?
0: That is such a great question. It was such an intense time. Just prior to me losing the job, I knew that I no longer wanted to be there. The markets were funky at the time, anyway. And and I was like, you know, I want to be a healer. Like I heard it's time to be a healer. And I was going to school at night for massage. And then mm-hmm. I became, and then I became Reiki trained. And so this was like 1999, 2000. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? I'm going to leave this job. And it was a February, it was about February or so. And I planned that trip to China for October or September, October. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do it. And then about a month later, like I knew I was going to leave and I knew I'd have no support. So it was already settled within me. But then a month later, they, I, I came into work and they had shut my computer down. And, you know, the financial industry, you don't get two weeks' notice. With the access that I had, I could have really messed up for them. Right. So they said, Oh, that's it. You're out of here. You got to go. And they walked me out and they gave my assistant my job. But in that, they knew that it was not a fair thing to do. So they gave me like a year of health insurance and they gave me a nice chunk of money. <laughs> and so I wouldn't sue them. <laughs> and so I'm like, All right. And I found it so, interesting that I decided to real, I was going to do that. I pressed the button, I bought the tickets to China, but then the universe kind of showed up and gave me a better out.
1: Exactly. That's exactly. As you're telling the story, that's the only thing I could feel. I'm like, wow, look at this. You, you set your intention on something you want to do for yourself in alignment with your purpose. Yeah. You Set the plan in motion. So then the universe aligned everything for you or helped you in that direction. Because had you quit the job, you would not have the insurance, you would not have the extra money. Wow, that's a good reminder that once we set our intentions, it's not enough to just say, oh, I want to be doing this. Let's start putting things in motion. Let's start planning and executing a bit. And then all of a sudden, things will start aligning.
0: You're spot on. That is the exact thing. And I speak that all the time, even with like astrological events or intention. Intention must be met with action. It's like really having faith in um, having trust in faith. And there's there's a difference, right? Having just having faith is one thing. And it is I live by that. You know, I have faith. It's kind of like that unknown. But to have trust, trust means action in accordance with that faith. And when you take that step, it's kind of like that old movie with Kevin Costner, if you build it, they will come. You know, it's like the universe is like, okay, you do believe this, you take your step. And I did. And then it it matched me. It matched me even tenfold. And I was still scared. But to make sure that I didn't go back, I, I'll never forget. Now, mind you, this is 2000, right? So yeah. all these years ago, then the very next day I took all my clothes and I had this sweet, you know, all just great wardrobe, J. Crew clothes, like all my favorite things, these super cool leather shoes, everything. I donated all of it. Wow. And then I got my nose pierced <laughs> and, and a tattoo because back then, you know, you couldn't have a job if you had those things. Exactly. And that kind of ensured that I wouldn't, in a moment of weakness... You know, want to cling back to <laughs> to my old story. Yeah,
1: you bought yourself your own insurance, right? In a way, but also my... in alignment with what you thought was what you yeah. wanted, right? And it was to say that you weren't right, right? Because we we are the only ones that know what we truly want if we listen to our heart if we dig deep down enough to find the answer.
0: Right, and that was in my heart, and I knew it, and I knew that this was a journey. It was unknown. The finances, I was on my own, you know, I was scared. I was in a whole new, I had moved from Chicago to California. I didn't have the support, but oh my God, it was so true in here. I could no longer deny it. You know, I could, but it was painful. It was painful to deny it. So I took the, I took the leap and man, I never looked back.
1: What an amazing story. So what happened in China then? So in 2000, you get let go have a bit of a cushion with money and insurance and you have your tip booked and you go to China. So what happens next?
0: So it was just um, during that time. So I had like a good six months before I left to work. Right. Yeah. It would be easy to say that it was a great time. But, you know, there's something about when you decide one aspect of yourself that you're going to be really true with. It's amazing how that domino effect kind of goes in all directions. And I feel oftentimes that I work with clients and, you know, just even my my own self and my life I want to remind myself that there's this subconscious not wanting to grow because I feel like all of us know that if we change one thing, then how can we be untrue to the rest? And so at the time I was married to somebody else and that that deep truth that I had showed the cracks in the marriage. And that marriage went away. And then sadly my father had passed within months of that time as well. So it was just really my whole life as I had known it for 30 some years was completely on its head, changed utterly and completely. But at the same time, running parallel to that pain and that fallout, I was just devouring these classes that were like, oh, my God, I found my people, you know, like they, there's something about this that is so true. And I was just taking all the information I could in um, for my new existence. So I learned all during that time and I parts of grief and my dad passed. But then when I got to China, I was there and it was a good break to stop the momentum of that life and to regroup. And I just immersed myself in the learning and the culture there. And I visited Xi'an, the old capital of China, Beijing, I studied feng shui there as well. And I was there for a good, a, a couple months. So it was fabulous. Yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. I got to say first, first off, I mean, I, I love your passion and your energy that you send through. I just, you know, I, I get chills as you speak and as oh. you, or, you know, your, your body language as well. And for those that are just listening, I'm sure that comes through as well. Uh, so thank you for that. So you, you know, what happens after China, right? Because it's just. 20 years ago now, right? So there's still a lifetime ahead of you after that <laughs> experience.
0: Yes, there was. Well, I came back and I almost did want to come back because I'm like, oh, no, no, you know, now I got to go and face the music. And sure enough, funny enough, I uh, decided to feng shui my hotel room and lost my ticket to go back. <laughs> oh, and they, I almost, they almost didn't let me go because it's not really like America, especially back then. Like you had a, luckily I was with the group Anyway, I make it back and um, I finished up my divorce and I just threw myself into a new life. I got a new place. And within a month or two, the school that I was going to, the head of the school saw me speaking to a student and I was just doing some kind of work, helpful work with one of the teachers. And he, he asked me if I wanted to be a teacher there. And there was like seven people lined up from all over the world that wanted to come, it was an accredited massage school, which there was only one or two at the time in the world. One was in San Diego, Mueller Mm -hmm. College, Holistic Studies. And then the other was in New York at the time. And a teacher was leaving. She recommended me. He said, Janine, I want you to teach. I'm like, all right. And that was it. it's like, it things just kept, dare I say, magically falling into place. But I, you know, I often say that if you get this far in life, not being fully aligned, when you finally become fully aligned, can you imagine what comes into your life? And that is exactly what happened to me, exactly. And then I became yoga certified. Anyway, all that I just, I just immersed myself in learning and study and becoming my new self.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, and I love what the question you asked there. Can you imagine? And to be honest, since I'm more aligned with my past and what I believe my purpose is. Every day is almost like magical miracle, right? It's like the day before I couldn't have imagined this, right? And it keeps building and building. So to answer your question from my point of view, I can't imagine, but at the same time, I can't because it's so magical and it's so beautiful that once you truly align with what you believe, life becomes more joyful, more happy, more peaceful, regardless of all the bad things that are happening around us, right? Because those things are still there. We we can acknowledge them, but we don't have to lead with that. I, I love that, Janine.
0: Thank you. And I love what you said, too, that you can't imagine. I feel like we have to leave a little space and room for that unknown. And that is the scary part, because we may oftentimes say, well, gosh, it's not going as we planned. And the whole point of it is exactly just kind of surf the wave of that. And I mean, but that's because you've never been on the path. That's why. And that's almost like the answer. That's the juice. Because if you didn't know what was happening next, then it would be an old path.
1: Exactly. So it's almost like the idea, maybe if you know your destination, right? You know what your purpose is, what you feel down in your house. You kind of know where you want to go. Just enjoy the journey, right? The journey can take you in so many directions. But your example, if you're aligned with yourself now, you're aligned, aligned with your journey these things are starting to show up in your life. And you're like, wow, how, how could it happen? I never imagined that, you know, like I would jump ahead of seven other people and I'm given a chance like that. Or this person starts showing up in my life or this group of people, this abundance could be happiness, resources, right? It could be anything.
0: That's exactly it. And I, I didn't know. To say that I knew, I didn't. All I kept doing was answering the call to what my heart was feeling in the now, Mm -hmm. in the moment. And, you know, coming from a life of the financial industry where it was a nine to five job, I had my health insurance, I had money, I had, you know, I could count on things. This was a very different lifestyle where I could create my own hours. I mean, it took me like a couple of years to feel like, you know, my life was still productive because if I didn't do 20 million things before noon, I used to get up, you know, like the San Diego markets. I had to be at the office by 5 a.m. And so it was it was adjusting even the value of myself. It was really a rebirth. And but it's it's, it was something that was just set me on my course because I wasn't listening sooner or maybe I just wasn't ready sooner. But it was perfect time.
1: Yeah, I, think, I really like what you just said. You didn't listen sooner or you weren't ready. And I would argue it's a, probably a bit of both. And I'm looking at my journey as well. It took me a bit longer than in your case to, to really see what my past could be. But I would, I would argue that it, it, the reason it's both for me is because without, like let's take your example, without the job in the financial industry, right? You couldn't have set yourself up where you didn't have to worry as much about money while pursuing the things that you're passionate about. Because said you started your journey at 17, let's say, when you jumped into the financial market with what you aligned at the soul level, it might have been a lot tougher because you have not had access to the mind, the insurance, maybe the people you've met in your life that, that essentially solidified the idea that, you know what, you need to be on your path. And that's the same way I look at my journey and I'm like, while I wish I could have done it earlier, I'm like, well, I wasn't necessarily ready, right? I didn't have all the skills all the information to make this decision that, you know what, even though I love my job in my corporate world, you know, I still do it to this day. I can have an even bigger impact because of the work I'm doing here. Now I can align myself more and find purpose in, in this, in podcasting and talking to people like yourself and in my, in my actual work. And that's what I find that the beauty in it is that I was, you know, I was so regretful that I haven't started this earlier, but then I'm like, no, I wasn't ready. And I still have a lifetime ahead of me.
0: Yes. You do. And it's something that when you start it, like whenever that is, it there is divine timing in it for sure. And then there's more of a fullness that you bring. I I I bet like for me as well, there was so much that I learned from the path that I was on there. And then I actually bring to the work that I do as a healer, as an intuitive. Like I'm very um structured. Uh believe it or not, like I I mean, I was a an IPO trader. And now I'm an intuitive healer and medium and astrologer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) People are like, wait a minute. And a holistic health practitioner, but that structure allows for me to organize the gifts that I have. And so I really, and, and I could relate, I could relate to people who've been on that path. And I feel like even with the work you're doing, you're like, Hey man, I was here to like get you and that that in and of itself is the healing medicine right there.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's yeah. like you need a piece of each of these journeys to truly understand what's valuable for us, right? Because it's right. almost like the idea of polarity for me. If I don't know, you know, if we only had good and we never had bad, then how do right. you know the good is good and how good right. it can be? So it's kind of the same idea, right? You're going in your case, you went down two paths, you learned so many skills You saw the dark side of going down that path, the dark side, meaning, you know, what it does to your soul and your happiness and your joy. And then you said, you know what? I've had all this information, all these skills I've acquired. Now I can do something else when I can truly feel like myself, inspire and empower others on this journey as well. And that's powerful.
0: It is powerful. And what I'm, as you're speaking, I'm reminded too that, you know, sometimes we have some conditioning or or just even some beliefs that are just ingrained maybe not as thick as major conditioning but we got to it's so great to to know that we're exhausting those and to not feel shame around that as opposed to just like you said me or you having jumped into these things that we love so much now but not having exhausted the you know the other paths that we we're on we may not be fully present Because we're like, gosh, I wonder if I should go make some more money being a broker. You know, I'm really good with numbers, you know, like not exhausting that, you know, and then the hard times you you might be like blaming on what you do and wishing you were doing something else where I've done that now. Guess what? I'm exhausted of it. There's no way I'm going back. None.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I love that example you gave and how you see things and I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. So we, need, we need both of those things in our life, right? And some people start on their journey earlier. some take a bit more time. And what I like to say to my friends and anyone that's listening as well is it's never too late to do what you want to be doing, right? Look deep down inside, do the work. It's never too late. You could be 70, you could be 20, start. And like you said earlier, you'll never look back, right? Once yeah. you start realizing the power in it, and how things start aligning once you're true to yourself. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's easy. There are a lot of dark moments. I experienced many of those last year myself, and you explained a few of those yourself. It's, it's not going to be a journey that's linear, like in finance, like in investments, right? It's always gonna be you know, up and down, up and down, but hopefully more up than down in the long run.
0: And in the long run is the key, right? You just, you plow away in the moment of the now, and instead of having something else structure your existence, you're doing it on your own. And the way I like to to look at this is like at the zoo, for instance, you know, you could have like this amazing lion in the cage and and you're looking at the lion and you're like, why are you unhappy? You have some nice dude in khakis come and give you a slab of meat every day. And somebody cleans your cage for you and he's looking at you like... I'd rather not know where my food's coming from if I could run out there and chase a gazelle for the rest of the day. You know what I mean? Like that, because that's his soul. That's what he's meant to do. And, you know, it's like, what's the cost of that? What's the cost of not feeling alive like that, having it all laid out for you? And that doesn't mean you can't have stability because, you know, I had that later on, but there's something more alive and awake when you are really in the moment with yourself. And allow yourself to go there. Yes.
1: Yes. It's almost like what you're saying as well as you're doing things for yourself for once, not for someone else. Because when you go work for, you know, organization like the one in the Inflation is, you're making money for others. Yeah. You're making money for yourself. Right. But you're giving your power to others, right? Now you're taking it back and you're saying, okay, what can I do for me? So I can truly unleash myself. I can truly feel like I'm not in that cage what others are dictating what I should and shouldn't wear or tattoos I should have on my hands or piercing I should have on my face, right? Or anyone else?
0: No, it's so true. And it is um, it is super scary. I had, uh, I mean, so many dark moments because it was so much easier, especially for the um, the culture, my family, you know, the people that I was raised with in Chicago, they were pretty conservative, right? And I remember when I was first, again, in the 90s in the financial industry, but reading all these spiritual books and deciding I was going to be a vegetarian. And they're looking at me like, What well, it's not good Friday. What do you mean you don't want to have meat on your taco? They couldn't understand. And I, I'm like, okay, that's all right. It's all good, man. I just didn't want to eat the meat because there were um, hormones, antibiotics, and this I discovered in the 90s. And I knew I was just drawn to this kind of way of living. And so they always thought I was kind of off that way. But then when I finally put all that financial stuff down and I got the nose pierced, like, what are you doing? Oh, God, she's getting a tattoo now. Massage. Isn't that a little sketchy? And I'm like, (laughs) no, when it's healing, you know, it's not. It's an accredited school. This is it's it's funny how, and then when I became an intuitive, oh, forget it. When I really, because I've been this way my whole life. But when I really embraced it, I alienated a lot of people. I lost friends that I've been friends with since high school. Even before that, my family. And that's a lonely, lonely place. And there's so much even about holistic medicine, a holistic health practitioner, which is what I am my study around health that I have known for decades and I would bring this information forth. And it's, it's a lonely path when you, sometimes when you really go into that greater truth, but to me, it was to live untrue was for me, for me, a waste of my life. Absolutely. It was a slap in the face to life.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Well, it's like, you know, I mean, I totally believe that we each have, our own purpose in life right and most of us don't know what it is and if we don't find that in this lifetime have we really been fruitful in on our journey i mean maybe some of us come here to just enjoy life and explore it but i would imagine a lot of us are coming here to level up essentially right to level up ourselves but also help those around us and i know you talk about how everything is energy first and vibrations and frequencies. And your example resonates so well with my beliefs that as you elevate yourself to a new vibration, right? Right. You now are beaming with new energy or more energy, new frequencies, and you're no longer aligned with people that unfortunately are not open my head or don't see it your way. And those people start to leave your life. And it, it is a scary time because I've been thinking about that too. I'm like, ooh, as I go down this path, of course I'm going to progress And if certain people don't want to progress along with me, I mean that's fine, it's their choice, right? They have free will. But then that means that our relationship is going to suffer significantly in most cases. However, I can only imagine the new relationships and the new abundance that will start to show up in one's life when they do that. Because as we mentioned earlier, there's gonna be more people, tribes, groups coming into communities coming into your life.
0: Right. And giving yourself that constant reminder, that was everything, right? I mean, just what you're saying now is just saying it's coming, it is going to be here. And again, if we manifested this much stuff being not fully aligned, imagine what you're gonna draw to you when you are completely aligned. And a fun way to look at it is, like when I speak of healing and how you said everything is energy first and the chakras in our body, you know, each there's like seven of the main chakras in our system. And so there's that third chakra which is really a place where we integrate who we are with the outer world and the outer world with who we are. Think of when we eat food, right? It goes in, that third chakra is in the belly, digest the food, and it becomes us. And same with what we share. And so in regards to, people call that chakra the power center. And I don't like to necessarily lead with the thought that it is power first, because that's like an implied word. Everybody has their idea of what power is. They have a little visual of what that means to them. So the way I like to approach it is, if you take a look at um, your organic truth, meaning what's really raw and real, dynamic truth, ever changing in the moment, if you align those truths with yourself all the time, power is the byproduct. So say, for instance, you don't you're not truthful in the moment to somebody that you're with or about a situation that you're in. Imagine it like a plug in the wall, a power source, and you order something from Amazon, but but your address that's hooked into the power source is halfway unplugged. And so every time the guy tries to deliver it, he doesn't see an address because it's not plugged in. It just happens to be out. So you're ordering all these things. You're asking the universe for it. You're imagining it in your life, but it just doesn't come because you're not fully plugged in yourself energetically to receive it, to be the match to it. So if you just, you know, and and I call that the big four, spiritually aligned, mentally aligned, emotionally aligned, and physically aligned. So if you look at those bodies within you, and they are, if they're met with every single day and in true form and in new ways, like sometimes people don't even deal with their emotional body. They're like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't know. It's like a, it's like a baby. I call the bodies, the babies. And do you have a a favorite child and one that you don't like the most? So they will kind of like not look at that one, but then there's an aspect of you that's missing and you cannot receive fully then.
1: Yes. That's beautiful. And if I may go back, I mean, there's so much to unpack there, but if I may go back to the chakras for a second, for those listening that are not familiar with the chakra system, can you give us a bit of an explanation of how you see it and why it's beneficial to look at the chakras when we're talking about our soul, our body, everything that we are and energy?
0: Sure. A great way to look at, Chakras is you could imagine them as archetypes. Archetypes or aspects of yourself, they're more than that, but this is a great way to kind of imbibe the theme. And they are energy centers that actually are measurable now. Scientists can actually measure these energy centers, but for thousands of years, they are referred to as um, spaces in the body that run up the spine. And the main seven you have at the tailbone is your first, and that's your identity, your foundation, your structure. Then you have that second chakra right above that, kind of under the navel, in the hip area, that's your reproductive space. And that speaks to your creativity, your emotional depth. Think of your womb, your ability to create, whether it's children or otherwise. The third chakra at the belly, your power source. So that is you know, how you bring your energy to the world, how you feel it within yourself, your fourth chakra here at the heart. And so where you're balanced in regards to love, do you love yourself the same amount as you love others, right? Do you love others the same as you let them love you the same way, like in balance, in step, the fifth chakra is here. And you could have all this inside stuff going on, but are you doing anything about it? Wisdom in action, it runs down the hands as well. Do you take it out of you? Sixth chakra is here. You could always probably see something with third eye, right? You imagine you see these higher beings. And so this is where higher information comes in, that pineal gland, and where you can receive greater insight. And then the seventh chakra is right above it. And that is your connection to God, source universe. But all these energies, because we're all energy first, They speak to the holograph that is our physical body. So as a healer, when I look at these spaces, where is one really strong? Where is one a little less? And you could often see their organs responding the same way. Or that archetype or theme in their life is something that they're working on. So these energy centers are always moving with us. And they just really help us to understand who we are as a whole being. And there's traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, and other cultures that base their healing practices off of these energy centers as well.
1: Well, thank you, Jane. That was so beautifully explained. It's actually the best explanation I've heard for the chakras. And Great. It's something that, to be honest, until about last year or around this time, I've never heard those chakras. And doing more research since then, and having conversations with you and others, it's opening my mind even more to the power that resides within within us and within these centers that we don't even realize
0: yeah there's so much there and when you go back historically even if with martial arts and yogi like they speak of in in yogic tradition like the mula bandhas, the different bandhas and these are energy locks in the system that you could use and then in martial arts you could see that martial artists use like the Wei Chi, W-E-I Chi, and there's different areas within them as well that they could use the energy to, they harness the energy and you could even see, they. you could even check on YouTube, I've seen it, where they ball up the energy and throw it against a balloon and the balloon buoys in. Like you could see it actually happen. It's phenomenal. But this is how they use that energy to break boards, to move you know, through their martial art practice. It's incredible. So this has been around for a long time. And then it's just kind of, you know, new cultures are starting to understand it. So we're yeah. taking it yeah. out of something that's silly and bringing it forth through medicine. Yes.
1: So how do you combine the chakras with astrology, with a mediumship, with everything that you do to to help yourself and, of course, those around your family, but also, other, you know, clients and customers that you work with?
0: That's a great question. Well, I... I do speak that everything is energy first. And so I see the chakras, like when I work with an individual and I see where there may be blocks within them energetically. And that usually describes something going on physically. Like, for instance, I could read somebody and I close my eyes when I do my readings and I'll see, oh, my gosh, I see something happening in this chakra. And they said, my left hip has been killing me for a long time. So I could see where the themes are. And so then what I do is I'm like, oh, Interesting. That means something because the archetype story of that second chakra is about creativity. It's about a deeper love, a deeper emotion. So, what's going on with them there? Do they feel supported? Mm-hmm. Because we don't just want to work with somebody from an intellectual perspective. We want to, when I work with the energies, whether it's through the stars or through the chakras, I get to the base, the root of their problem. Because, you know, if we just answer to the top of it, we don't really get to the root of it at all. And so having these other modalities to access allows me to really help them in a whole way.
1: Awesome. Okay. Can you give us an example of someone you've helped maybe recently or someone that's really, you know, once working with them, you realize the power you have, but also the power that's in the universe and through these tools, some bigger aha moments are like, wow, yeah, this is truly what I should be doing.
0: Sure. I could give you a couple of examples. One of them is my own, which is really interesting. Like years ago, I, when I was doing my, I started my yoga practice full, full blown in the nineties. And then I moved through that hard time that I had mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, i left the financial industry, left Chicago, was living in California, which wasn't all that hard. California is easy, an easy place to live. I love it. It was when I was there. And then I also did, um, I had the divorce at the time as well. My father passed. So this is all in one year, like in a matter of months, this has happened for me. And so I wasn't doing yoga. I couldn't at the time. We were preparing, you know, my father was passing away and he had four weeks from the time they found out he had cancer till when he died. So I wasn't doing any sort of my yoga practice at all. And then after he passed, I still didn't do it. But prior to that, I really didn't like backbends. I couldn't really get full. In the back bend, you know, like I would get up and my belly would come up, but my heart would be like my chest would be flat, like I couldn't, I couldn't arch in my my upper back. So I go through all this trauma, and I move to the grief because that's a big part of healing as well—is having access to that grief and having the courage to let that flow. And then I got back into my yoga practice, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, this is like two months later. I'm like, this is going to be bad. This is really going to be bad. I'm not going to be able. And sure enough, she did a backbend in the class. And I popped up like I never have before. My whole back, it was almost like something in my mid-back had just become more flexible. So all the grief, all the crying, all the sadness completely opened my heart. You know how they say, wherever you crack open, that's where the light comes in. I see grief and hardship as something that uncorks. Ancient sadness, family sadness, sadness you didn't have time to deal with before. You're not only crying or upset or sad about your initial loss or hardship, but all the other stuff as well. It changed my body. And now I was able to be more limber right in that upper back area. I I mean, I was blown away.
1: And did you, in that moment when this happened... Did you think there was more to it than you understood? Or did you have a good idea at the time about chakras and other elements that could explain this?
0: I knew exactly what was happening right then and there. I did not anticipate it, though. I didn't imagine that. But then the experience showed me otherwise. I was like, whoa, oh. holy cow. And, then, you know, it's it's great when you know these things and then they show themselves to you.
1: Yeah, it's almost like you're like, okay, you know what? I am on the right path after all. It's almost like you're you're getting like those... Confirmations from the universe, in a way. But yes, right. you're aligned with your beliefs. You're aligned with the path. Here's confirmation of that, in a way.
0: Exactly. Right. Right. And then that changes everything because there's a company, a group out called HeartMath Institute. M-A-T-H. HeartMathInstitute.org, and they, um, again, like all these this cool technology that's coming out now, they can measure the energies that I'm speaking of. Mm. So the heart can be measured. I think right now is like up six feet beyond the body. And that's just, who knows if that's just limited by way of the tools that can measure that because no doubt it's further and the mind only like three inches. So when you do shift your frequency and your energy, what you draw to you, because we're all magnetic beings, everything is energy first. And that isn't even just spiritualism. That's like quantum physics. That's physics. Everything is energy first. So then, when you shift your frequency, it's like a radio station. You start to call to yourself the different people, places, and things, which is why it is so important to meet yourself on a whole level, emotions included. And this is part of, I'm putting a book out this year. It's called Dark Matters. And there's going to be more to the title, but that's kind of where it's holding right now. And it speaks to the bulk of my work, why it's so important to go into. What we historically have run away from, you know, the dark space. I mean, the light is always there. That's a given for, for me. But I enjoy going into the dark. That is where the freedom lies.
1: So you said dark is essentially the places that we don't necessarily want to be looking at, but we should be looking at.
0: Right. It's the, it's the shadow work. Yeah. And we, we're aware of that, but still sometimes we're like, no, the dark is bad. And I'm like, you know, the dark is where creation happens. It's what we hold in the dark. And so this is why sometimes we justify not needing to go there, meaning not needing to look at maybe somebody who's negative in our life. Yeah, if they're if you're in harm's way, remove yourself. But but go back in your mind and observe it. Observe what that is reflecting about you. You know why you're calling this in. Is that something dark within you? Are you not? You know um, you want to love yourself this way, but are you not? Are they reflecting something that you're not giving to yourself as well? Mm.
1: That's very deep. It got me thinking now on so many, on so many things. That's, that's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Janine. Wow. Okay. I'll let you expand on that because I think that's, that's a really important topic.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, it's the bulk of our work is to, I feel, to be really active and reflective about what shows up in front of us. And I have, my teacher used to say that, you know, there's an aspect like with astrology, certain parts in the astrological chart that bring in other and other is like a mirror. And so say like you put on a shirt today and it's an orange shirt and you look in the mirror and you're like, I don't like that shirt. Do you get rid of the mirror or do you go change your shirt? Then don't get me wrong. Sometimes the mirror's a little funky. Let's be real. <laughs> but for the most part, you go change your shirt, right? You don't color over it or anything like that on the mirror, you go change what you're wearing. And so when my teacher first told me this, I said no, I don't I don't buy it. You know, cuz I'm I'm a healer. Uh, I I serve others. I'm such a giver and I give give give, nobody gives back to me. What the heck's going on? And so I went farther with that. And it's like, you know, if we were to look at numbers, there's a broker in me coming out. Let's just say like 15% of what you do for others roughly is karma. So in other words, what you give out will come back. But the other 85% is what you do for yourself and with yourself. So what does that mean? So say like I'm giving to others, giving to others, doing all my service, but I'm ignoring those four babies within me. Like one baby is like, no, I don't like, I'm exhausted. Please don't make me do this. And you're like, we're doing it. We're doing it. And you keep going. What you're going to get are people who don't give you that either. A reflection of what you're doing here will come back to you. And so then that happens. So you get an opportunity to say, I don't like it when you don't treat me that way. I don't like it when you don't give to me. So you're saying it out loud. But you're really saying it to yourself. Now. I took offense to this as well because I'm like, well, I do everything for myself. I'm really independent. You know, that makes no sense. But I wouldn't do it consistently. I would only do it when I really, really, really had to. If my body was in pain, I wouldn't listen. I would keep going. And to me, your body is speaking to you. If it is in pain, don't anesthetize it. Uh, If your car is saying empty or it's going to overheat, do you ignore it?
1: Hopefully.
0: Thank God for telling me. Thank you for telling me I'm going to do something now. And so it's an invitation to pause, get online with it, help yourself consistently and move forward. Again, those bodies are like babies and babies and puppies, they need consistency. So if you consistently say, yeah, I'm listening to you, body. I'm listening to emotion. I'm listening to mind. Am I, what am I saying in here to myself? I'm listening to you, spirit. What am I inspired with? Am I answering the call to that inspiration? When you can listen to those things, you're examining your own dark spaces, and then you're going to get other pictures showing up in front of you that serve you way better.
1: Wow. Okay. That's magical. I'll put it that way. And you got me thinking about so much because the way you explained the four babies and the the reflection, and I'm looking back to a few things I've done. And even now, right? Like I'm, I'm, let's say aligned with my spirit, but maybe not as much with my body because I'm pushing myself too much. And then the pain is coming. It's like, no, no, I can push myself further. And that explains the way I get to feel at times, right? When, you know, you finally crash, you finally, the body's like, it's enough. We can't do this anymore. And then you don't listen, you push further. And like to your point, then you draw in the wrong type of energies and the wrong type of people that will take advantage of that or mirror they, that.
0: They 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 do. They'll either continue to take from you, or you're all if everything's a magnet, then they're reflecting that same emptiness. And it's like you guys are on hamster wheels and you wonder why you're not creating what you want to create where if you pause for a moment and say, okay, let me care for myself first in this moment. And it doesn't have to be extraordinary. It's just, you know, it's like, it's like with children. I have two beautiful children. I will make sure that they, get, that they know, they have their structure. They could count on their breakfast, their lunch, their dinner. They could count on brushing their teeth at a certain hour. They could count on this, but the rest of it is free time. And there's something about that structure that when we deal with ourselves that way, that the nervous system then responds differently. For instance, if you said, every three weeks, I'm going to get a massage. Every three weeks. Your nervous system is like, okay, I got the eye on the ball every three weeks. I know I can make it to that point and I'm going to get this self-care. Versus you saying, I'll give my massage whenever I want. There's a different feeling in the nervous system. It's like, uh uh-oh, I got to be really sore to go get this. And there's a different holding. The body holds longer. You push farther. And there's not a relaxation in that nervous system. So, And the nervous system is what harmonizes our hormones, our endocrine system, our cortisol levels, our digestion, our ability to sleep. So setting up as much structure as we can internally, like, oh my gosh, this is making me feel sad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in this moment instead of saying, no, I just got to keep going. Like getting the support we need and making it consistent in our lives, whether we can answer the call to it right in that moment or not, but making it a priority, others will reflect that same self-respect. Wow.
1: Well, yeah. So if I understand this correct, it's almost like, You hear people say, oh, you got to listen to your gut feeling, right? You got to listen to your intuition. But it's beyond that, right? It's beyond, it's like you got to listen to your body, you got to listen to your emotions, to your speech, your higher self, which could be your intuition, could be your gut feeling. It's just, we are not, I guess, conditioned or taught how to listen to all these parts of us. And I think the second part you brought up is the idea that to give yourself time to listen to those uh, components.
0: Give yourself the time and the space. It's like Picasso would say, you know, if you want to be a great painter every day, you've got to create space to paint, whether you do it or not. It's penciled into your day. You're building a relationship with these layers of yourself. And if you are building a, like, for instance, if I had somebody to come watch my child or you know, if I want to make a friendship or dating or something like that, even though I'm married, but if I'm dating, I'm not just going to sit there and not hit, you know, trust is what's important. And what creates trust is continuity. It's that it's a continuum, it's consistency. And so where do you trust yourself on the inside? And, you know, this is oftentimes how people don't trust that gut feeling because they don't have a, a trusting relationship with themselves in this way. And, just speaking to my upbringing, you know, coming from the Midwest, my ancestors str- struggle and survive. And I did as well when I moved out. And the, the mental attitude there, that conditioned mental attitude was you just keep going. You just keep going until, you know, the, the, the harder you work. And if you collapse, whoa, yay, you worked so hard and you collapsed. Well, look at how that's playing out. It's not working. Look at these children that are being born right now that are asking us collectively to slow it down and pay attention. There's only so long we could do that. And it's showing, and we have the awareness now that we could move this forward in such a lovely, supportive way for each other. You know, and, and by way of ourselves and move more into thrive mode than survival mode. And so the conditioning is tricky because, you know, same thing. I'm like, oh, my God, if I'm not doing 400 things in a day, I'm lazy.
1: Yeah, that's
0: how I was raised. Right. And don't get me wrong. I um, I'm anything but lazy, but because I've got issues around that. I work very hard on trying to give myself time and space. And when I do, oh, my goodness. My world is less chaotic. The people that come in are more solid and quality instead of quantity experiences.
1: Yes. Well, that's such a powerful and important message at this point in time. And as I said, got me thinking about so many things and I need to come back and rewatch this myself to to pick up all the beautiful pieces of wisdom you shared there. And it it sounds to me that, you know, the, the answer, I mean, the answer can be many things, but one of them could be to take a step back and acknowledge those parts of you that you may have been ignoring, right? To take a step back and maybe enjoy the moment a bit more, maybe enjoy the journey and not worry about the destination as much. And maybe I'm extrapolating that from what you said, but that's kind of like the message I'm receiving from the beautiful words you're sending. And to not focus on one part of yourself and ignore the other just because you, you have a goal or a target or a newfound passion. Like in my example.
0: Exactly. And wherever you go, there you are energetically. And so especially when you're moving forward, and it doesn't have to be these quantum big ideas of, you know, where we're going to go on the horizon. I mean, in every moment, wherever you go, there you are, are you taking your whole self with you? Or are you just taking pieces of yourself? Because that's the frequency you're going to be putting out there that's going to come your way. And so... You know, I get it. You know, this sounds, this could sound really big and lofty. And oh my gosh, it sounds easy when you have money, time, and space to act this way. But if we do want to shift it from survival to thrive, it doesn't have to, you don't need all those things. You could just meet your relationships this way, like the little moments, like when you wake up in the morning, give yourself time. Like you said, you're going to go walk, you know, we had a little chat earlier, you're going to go walk your dog later, right? Your dogs, you know, Create a little extra space for yourself. If maybe somebody, a dynamic wasn't working well for you, speak up and say, you know, this isn't working for me. I can't. Or I can't. I can no longer be this way. Or I I need to feel this. Or I don't like that. You know, a friend wants to go out. No, I don't want to. It could be little steps. Sure, that friendship might go away. Right. Remember, but you're breaking through to a new world because the old one is tiring and exhausting. And that is the one that you're shedding. So it's up to all of us to take those first steps, to break through, to release what has been. Yes, yes.
1: And yes. I see so many people in, in my immediate life. And of course, people I work with and, and beyond. And this is a feeling that we see across the board, right? That you know, you're on the hamster wheel, to use your analogy from earlier, you're going nonstop and to what end? Because very few people are happy, right? Very few people are healthy or fully healthy, right? Very few people are mentally stimulated, what they can find joy in things that they do beyond just uh, something once in a blue moon. Like the example you gave when you, when you don't have structure and you maybe sometimes I'll get a massage or a pedicure, or maybe sometimes I'll do something nice for myself, right?
0: Right. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to cost that much. You know, you don't have to go get like a pay money for this or that or a massage. I mean, yeah, penciling that in, but even just saying, I'm going to take a day where there's nothing that's filling me up, nothing that's distracting me even from my needs. So creating that empty space by releasing technology or releasing relationships, understanding why we're defined by these things anyway. Um, again, that new world and our new paths come from the inside out, not the outside in.
1: What I like about it as well, it kind of brings me back to the idea and the quote you have on your website and profile, the message that Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And if you start doing those things, all of a sudden, imagine the beauty you'll you'll find within, but also the impact you'll have on those around you.
0: It is so true. It's like you are the get out of jail free card. You are, you give them permission and those that fall away, like when we were chatting before... They may not agree with you. And, you know, like for me, I really align to a bigger source, a spiritual source, and you know, the God source. And, and if I want to be an instrument of that truth, then something is coming through me. Where does that truth come from anyway? When it is that true, it's not coming from here. It's coming from this only like, oh, my gosh, I can't deny it. So that is almost like you're being directed and trusting even the people that don't like it. You're planting the seed for them somewhere else down the line. There's a bigger picture happening, a bigger source watching you be you, directing you. And when you trust that, it is really like you're doing greater work than just, you know, a small thing that you think you're doing. Yes.
1: And I love that so much. And I can't resonate 100%. I, I keep talking about this idea of planting seeds. And just us having this conversation today, imagine the seeds we're planting in the audience's minds and some you may not even realize they're there until years or you know days or weeks away when you realize oh wait a second now that resonates because something else happened in my life or maybe someone explained it a certain way and now i have all this information within me that will allow me to leapfrog to the next step and evolve and that's so beautiful and i 100% resonate with that as well
0: i love that i remember we had that conversation the constant gardener, the constant gardener and your name is constantine i love it so You are the constant gardener and it is planting the seeds and that's the beauty of trusting and then just letting the chips fall where they may. And that takes faith, right? That takes that trust in who you are, just letting your truth and your light shine and doing that work yourself inspires people just by who you are, not necessarily what you're doing, but who you are for sure.
1: Yeah. And what I liked as well, you mentioned that the changes don't have to be drastic or large. Especially you not know, like, for example, the change you went through where you left the whole world behind and you jumped onto this new journey. That might be for some people, but we're not saying it's for everyone, right? You can start with small things. I started with small things, right? And it's building up from there. And once you see the effects it can have on your life and those around you, it's hard to look back, right? Or I was, then I say it's impossible to look back once you see Delight.
0: It's impossible to look back because it's true. And, you know, my my journey too, it was a progression as well. And I call it like a tempering. And for those of you who like to cook or bake like I do, it's like if you're making pudding, you know, you have the real hot, hot chocolate and then you have to put it in eggs, right? To make the pudding and the eggs are room temperature. But if you pour the whole thing in there, it's going to be like chocolate scrambled eggs. It's going to be really gross. So it's really bad. So you got to keep stirring the eggs and then very slowly put a little bit of chocolate in at a time. And that keeps it smooth. Nothing curdles. You don't get the scrambled eggs. It turns into the custard. And so give yourself, you know, even when you hear these stories, it's like, oh my gosh, I know where I've got to be over here, but that's too much of a leap. Don't do it, man. Scrambled eggs, chocolate scrambled eggs. Integrate. Go slow. Read the books. Settle up because there is layers of your nervous system that is trying to digest the change that you are making, and you are also exhausting some old beliefs. So let yourself exhaust them, so that when you do move forward, you are fully immersed and not wondering, "Oh, maybe I should have stayed there." Maybe I should have. exhaust it, become utterly sick of it before you move forward.
1: I love it and I'm smiling and laughing here because it's almost like you're speaking to me directly with that because I'm someone that once I set my sights on something, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go there full speed. And the message that I keep hearing, talking to people like yourself, but also internally is the idea just slow down, smell the flowers, enjoy the moment. It's not all about the destination. It's actually about the journey ahead. And it's like, don't force it. Don't push too much. And I love their analogy with the nervous system or not the example that you gotta give your body time and your mind, your spirit, whatever, to, to catch up with the changes you're making and to truly integrate. That's <laughs> well, thank you for that. Because as I said, that, that spoke directly to me and I'm sure it spoke to many yeah. people listening to this. Well, Janina, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I love it. And that's, and that just to wrap it up, that is the actual, term of the somatic experience. Fancy word for mind body connection. We speak about this mind body. We see it all the time. Remember those three bodies, those etheric, spiritual, mental, emotional, etheric. The physical body is the hard body, right? The the dense body. But when you let yourself catch up mentally, spiritually, emotionally, then you create a whole different physical body. And the ailments that you were going to get when you were clamped down in the other life, go away. Because there's that's pathology. That's an energetic pathology that goes to the body. It, it's like a pathway. If you're clamped up over here, it's going to physically show up over here. But when you blossom over here and you let yourself settle in, the body responds. That's how you become healthier, more healed, more balanced, because you're balancing the insides as well. So, yeah. That's all oh, I
1: wanted to say. Okay, that's perfect to wrap that part up. And I know, I mean, I, honestly, I could talk with you for hours here. Uh, we could have the longest podcast in history, but uh, before we uh, we try to wrap up our conversation, I want to ask you two questions and I'm curious to see how you approach this. There is no wrong or right answer for this. And it has to do with time travel, right? We, the first one is we go back in time, 10 years. So 10 years ago, you can meet your younger self and you can give yourself one piece of advice that will help you on this journey, what would it be?
0: Trust yourself more. Beautiful. I, I don't want to add anything else to
1: that. So let's now travel to the future. So 10 years from now, you see all the beautiful impact you've done, you know, how you grew your business, the impact on the people you've made, but also the impact the book you are creating is going to have in the world. And you get to sit down with your future self, for 15 minutes, a quick mentoring session, and you can bring one insight or advice or anything to the present. What would it be?
0: It's a, it's a couple of things that are coming mm-hmm. to coming to both, me. Both? Um, both. <laughs> slow down. <laughs> divine timing. And just love yourself a little bit more. Yeah. Powerful.
1: Three things I haven't been doing enough of, and I need to in- include more in my life as well.
0: Just enjoy the ride, man. That's what I be telling myself because I, I, I know better. Right. But again, we're all working on something.
1: Exactly. And that actually, that's funny you mentioned that because I was going to bring something up the idea that even though you've been on this journey for 23, well, more than 23 years for a lifetime, essentially, there are still many things you can be working on and you can continue working on. Right. Because this journey, it's never over and why would you want it to be over because you're learning and growing so much through this
0: and it's interesting that is an actual chapter in my book it's called the finish line is that or the, the end game is that there is no end game the finish line is that there is no finish line and that's a little scary at first cuz i think we're so used to having all these finish lines culturally globally and it, when there is no finish line you're like wait a minute i got to do this forever but then you realize oh huh, Okay, there's no finish line. Then, then let's rein it in. And how can I be in this moment? There's always going to be something. So just be fully here and continue to let yourself evolve and enjoy it. I love that.
1: Now, before we end today, was there anything else you want to touch on or, or share with the audience that maybe we haven't covered? No, just
0: just um, devote yourself to those four bodies, man. Your four bodies are your babies. And you have a favorite child? you have a black sheep? And what I like to say is when justice for all is taken care of in here, then justice for all will be seen out there as well.
1: Beautiful. Can I ask you, if you may, remind us about the four bodies and maybe give us a couple of examples where we can start to take care of each of the four?
0: Oh, sure. Exactly. So we have the spiritual body which is your inspiration. What inspires you? Also, do you sit and connect to spirit? What is spirit to you? God's source, the universe. Do you, do you get quiet and connect maybe with the feeling tone of nature? Or, or is it your children or your dog? What brings you a candle, incense, like creating that space? And then what inspires you? And do you allow, a great example for this is, do you allow that inspiration to permeate your day? So maybe every day pick something that inspires you and hold on to it, take it with you everywhere you go, like you bring your kid to work day, right? And so that's the spiritual body. You're <laughs> gonna bring it to work and bring it everywhere in your relationships and everything and, and be consistent with it. Put it first, prioritize it. And if you start to notice things shifting, so be it. Prioritize the spirit body. The mental body is the mind. So do you wake up in the morning and what do you say to yourself? What do you believe your structure is for the day? If your mind was a spa... Would you want to go back there to feel relaxed and loved and nourished, or do you walk in and they're like, "Hey, did you do this today?" Like you'd be like, "Dude, I'm not going to that spa. There's no, I there's no way. way. All they do is yell at me there." So, so what are you doing in your own mind, you know? And is it where did some of these old beliefs that just kept keep keep playing around over and over and over again? Where do they come from? Ask them out. Feng shui the mind. So a great way is, you know, I used to think like this all the time. I don't even know why this is still here. I'm going to get that out. Do you have a t-shirt like that? I'm like, why, why do I have this in my closet? I don't even wear it. It's gross. Get rid of it. Make space and then reformat because the mind is reformatable. So add every day, add some new ways that you'll meet yourself first in your mind or even meet the day, or meet the people around you differently. Okay. Your expectations for who's going to come in, your mind is magnetic, do it that way. Okay. Then the emotional body is, um, do you leave space for feeling for anybody? Do you leave space for feeling for yourself? Um, some of us, and I'm hearing, you know, I don't have time to feel why, if that was a baby, Would you be like, dude, I cannot deal with this one of her. I don't know how to so. I'm just not going to feed it. If all these bodies are legs of a table and everything you create is the tabletop, then you're missing a leg and everything you try to create is just going to fall right off. So that emotional body, allow for it to show up. It usually just shows up in the moment where you may be watching something and, and you get an overwhelming sense of emotion, let it come up. Even if anger comes up, can we be with our emotions without shame? Most times there's a heaping dollop of shame. And then you, you don't even get to the base emotion to work with because you're too busy working with the shame of the emotion that wants to be met. Like when I grew up, oh no, are you a big crybaby? This is, this is what I heard growing up. And so, yeah, I could be tough skin, throw me in a nest of guys in the 90s in a brokerage room, and I could keep up with the best of them. Was it healthy? No. Getting name called and all this other stuff? No. You know, that's emotionally impactful. That's hurtful. And so where can you rise to something and people will say, oh gosh, you're sensitive. And what I as it was as if it's negative. And what I the way I look at sensitive is really present. So if somebody says that, say, yeah, I'm really present and I sense something and it doesn't feel right. So express the emotions, whether the emotions are coming up or somebody's coming at you for your emotions, express the need to prioritize that in your life.
1: I'm going to ask you this specifically. So if the emotion is anger and the anger hurts the other people, right? Yes. Because the emotion comes out. What would you say to that? Are we still to allow the emotion to come out if it's hurtful to others or even a, a oneself?
0: Right. Well, you know, the, the caveat I always share with my kids and myself is that anger isn't negative unless it hurts somebody else or yourself. Now that may still, come up and out because it's been so bottled up for so long and you have so much shame with it. What I find through the years is people who are really hurtful, they're scared of their anger. They're mad at their anger. And there's so much of it that has been pushed down. It's like a volcano. Mm -hmm. When it feels an out, it's all going to come shooting out. You know what I mean? Because it's just got the first time it feels the out. So what I love to say about that is take your anger and place it somewhere. Like go Punch a pillow or go into the garage and get a punching bag. Or, you know, they have these break rooms now. You could just like, you could, you know, just go there and break stuff. You watch Property Brothers, their people are like breaking walls down. They're like, that's the greatest thing I've done in like all these years. I feel so good. It's important. It's just energy to get it up and out. But if you feel like you're hurting somebody else or yourself, then go find structure that'll help you move, address that anger. The point is, most of us, we won't go find help to address the anger because it's too much. Yes. We don't even want to look at it. We're like, no, we're having a good day. Why would I want to go unleash that thing? It's like, it's exa- if you're having a good day, go to a safe container that could say, let's explore the anger today. It's like a volcano. You're letting it come out little by little instead of an explosion.
1: So the pressure doesn't build up, essentially.
0: It's, that's exactly it. So, just dark matters. Go explore that dark within. Where does it come from, man? Most times it's because it's not allowed to be. It's like a child. You don't listen to it, it's going to have a meltdown. But if you listen to it a little along the way and you're consistent with it, it's like, hey, mom needs a moment. I'm going to let her have the moment because I know she's going to, she checks in with me daily. Beautiful. (laughs) And then the physical body is, of course, this bugger here. Asking you. Your body is like you just went to a different country and you don't speak the language. That doesn't mean it's not intelligent. That doesn't mean it's not talking to you. My invitation is don't numb anything. You can, but it's going to pump up the volume. It's going to keep turning it up. It's a gift. The messages from the body are a gift. Run to it. Run to them. Again, we've been oriented, no, if you feel something, let's hurry up and put a Band-Aid on it. Let's make that go away. And But the dark matters, man. What are the dark? The roots. I know most of us just like to look at a flower and look at the pretty upper part and we're like, Ew, let's cut the roots off. But if a tree is sick, you go to the roots. So go to the root of that physical ailment, get structure, a holistic structure, because keep in mind that the body is an amalgamation of all the others, spirit, mental, emotional together. Yes, yes,
1: yes. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Janine, for explaining that and giving us so many beautiful examples. Oh. And I think that's a perfect place to, to wrap this up. We've had an amazing conversation. I can't thank you enough. I mean, the amount of information I've learned an amount of seeds planted in my mind. Like, yeah, fabulous. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Constantine. It was so much fun. I loved it.
1: And before, of course, before we go, where can people find more of you if they want to connect, if they want to work with you?
0: Thank you. Sure. It's JanineKim.com, themystic.JanineKim on Instagram. And yeah, you could find me in those two places there. And I offer mentoring, conscious coaching, one, one-on-one sessions, group sessions. And I work with people worldwide for over 23 years.
1: That's awesome, Janine, And we can't wait to to hear about your book when it comes later. And hopefully we can have you back on the podcast so we can talk about it.
0: I would love that, Constantine. It's going to be awesome. Thank you so much for having me.
1: You're my, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with us today. To find out more amazing content and episodes, please visit UnleashThyself.com or you can find us on social media.